Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. May 1st, 2023. A lot of happies to get through today. We already got the Monday. Happy May Day to those that celebrate. And most importantly, happy Derby Week to all Kentuckians living in the Commonwealth or living elsewhere that, that, that just feel at home this week or really, really miss home. This week, it is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We get really pumped up this week, and we are going to be on the backside of Churchill Downs every show, just not this show. This one we decided to do from home. One, it's Monday. Two, we don't have anybody else after us at Churchill Downs. Three, there's a wind advisory, which the wind was a lot worse at 5.45 in the morning than it was at 7 o'clock this morning. Still pretty windy and gusty out there. And also, there's like a wind chill of 39 degrees. So, yeah, yeah. 30 and, degrees, windy, spotty rain. Uh, and, and we, weren't, is, we weren't talking to anybody today. We don't have any guests, exactly. special guests lined up. And uh, Tuesday and Wednesday are the big backside days. That's when uh, there's the most buzz uh, back there. You'll see, uh, they, they, you know. The, all of the celebrity sightings. It's not just going to be Darren Rogers and a bunch of folks. So uh, uh, plenty, plenty of still to get to um, for Derby Week. And besides, uh, the post position draws today. We don't even have post positions yet. It'll it'll really get rocking and rolling uh, later this afternoon. And this is something that we're probably just going to have to deal with. But these the as you all anybody that's been listening to Kentucky Roll Call or any Big X sports radio programming for the last week week and a half maybe our computers are very old and outdated and every so often they just go through these moods and they're going through a really extreme mood right now and we're probably gonna have some technical difficulties and we've talked about this we've thought about potential backup plans what's going to happen but there's there's a decent chance at least at some point. Hopefully it's maybe just one point when we're out there, we experience some technical difficulties. So we just figured between all the other stuff and that let's just have a good show today. Let's that's pretty newsworthy. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's just do a, kind of a, a semi-normal Kentucky roll call today. 
And then tomorrow and the rest of the week, it's going to be party time on the backside. And we'll bring in you the sights and sounds of Churchill Downs during the best week of the year. So we appreciate you tuning in. We're hoping that you had a great weekend. Let's do the old the, the runaround. Roush, how was your weekend? Did you, you you got back in town? I mm-hmm. ran into your wife this weekend. You were nowhere to be found, of course. But uh, how was yours? What what what'd you get into? The people must know. Uh, it, this it was a uh, catch up weekend for the most part. Out of town for three days. Come back, like you said, the wife she was out selling some of her uh, her, her her door hangers, right? All all of her different pieces of art. Out at Westport Village, so I was on dad duty all Saturday. Uh, called it an early night, just kind of bet the bet the horses from home. Passed out by ten o'clock, and then Sunday we um, we we did some scouting, some advanced scouting of the Cherokee Triangle. She was uh, Brooks. She's trying to get into that one because there's a lot a lot of people attend that one. So we did some advanced scouting. Um, I realized at the draft that my tennis shoes. I just I can't I can't be doing derby. Without some new sneaks, I went and got some new some new tennis shoes. Uh, got the house kind of in order, and uh, another early night. So really a big recharge weekend. So uh, we it's going to be busy this week. Uh, I got kind of sick last week. Can't be running on empty all Derby week. Got to be able to enjoy it. N- nice little balance. Um, and I watched some some hoops yesterday. There was some. Uh, I don't know if you would call it decent games because the Warriors kind of. Made it not fun there at the end, but um, it was a pretty good sports Sunday. Uh, a lot of get you know, a couple game sevens uh, out there. Uh, the Heat upset the Knicks, and then uh, had the the Bruins overtime loss on when that happened. That was hilarious. Very funny to me, Scoots, that the best teams in hockey always, or excuse me, best regular season teams in hockey, just consistently blow in the playoffs and losing a game seven in overtime on home ice. That's that's about as bad as you can blow it well and they had uh the best record in the league at home if i'm not mistaken so yeah that's that's pretty big i didn't get to watch any sports yesterday i was uh i worked all day and then i had to put together everything for the track this week i got all the audio sent over for us and for ej and got it all organized in my computer even sent myself over some commercial breaks because tj and i talked yesterday about potential technical difficulties so i wanted to have all my bases covered but tj i will have you know the computer this morning was perfect i gotta i had trevor ask trevor to text me an update before he goes to bed every night so i get a text i wake up for to a text from trevor from 3 30 this morning and he says everything's all good to go and so i log in when i wake up into the production computer and it is it is good to go everything's running like it should the time is correct on it so i'm feeling good and then you sent that text about oh it's cold windy let's stay at home so i was all bored all on board for that because it just eliminates any technical difficulties from on site whereas those issues are going to be a lot easier to solve with me in studio so Thanks, thanks for the break today, boys, but I'm really excited about the rest of the week. I'm hopeful and optimistic about the rest of the week that we don't have to deal with any technical difficulties, but I did knock on wood, Roush, so good advice. Well, it was it was an open communication line about what we were going to do today. True. Certainly yeah. no d- dictatorship decisions made upon the rest of the show. Uh, no, it, it's fine, and uh, you got to have a good recharge weekend, Roush, to, to get ready for for this week, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, one of those weekends that 
flew by, but it also does feel like Friday was a, a while ago. But golfed, had my best golf round in a very long time at a at, at Big Spring, which is a so pretty tough impressive. course. Shot an, shot an 84, only missed one fairway, and uh, still had two doubles, too. So it could have even flirted potentially with the 70s. I was just locked in. It was just like I didn't hit a god-awful shot, which never happens for, for me. And I know there's a lot of really good golfers out there, and they hear about an 84, and that's nothing to them. I understand. I'm not a really good golfer. And not that I hit a lot of really bad shots throughout a round. I'm pretty consistent. It's the only part of my golf game that I probably pride myself on. But everybody, well, not everybody, but every mediocre golfer will have just either a blow-up hole or just like a shot that you kind of pulled up on and it hardly gets off the ground and you top it or something along those lines. Didn't do any of that nonsense. I, yeah, I missed with some of my irons on my approach shots and were off the green, uh, but only missed one fairway off the tees. That was a lot of fun. And it was just a good weekend all, all around. Walked for, uh, I did a cancer walk for my aunt on Saturday. That was really nice and getting to see a lot of family and take, took, the, took the baby on the walk. And she had mostly fun, one little meltdown when she had to stay in the wagon uh, for a little bit. But that was really nice and just uh, all around. Oh, cleaned out the garage Saturday night. Didn't start that till we put the baby down at like 7.30. So it went into the night. But that was just a realization of a wild Saturday night for me. But it felt good to get that done. Hadn't cleaned it out in probably two or three years. Reorganized. Able to get the trash cans in my garage. So my neighbors, we won't be the the, the trashy house with the trash cans on the outside. There's- it's so funny you mentioned that because, like, Brooke was on a let's just organize everything today. You know, I don't know what it is about, like, the nervous energy about Derby Week. But it's just like, you know what, let's just, let's just get, let's get stuff done. Let's keep moving. Let's get after it. Well, maybe part of it's just knowing that like you're not going to get anything done this weekend besides partying and hanging out and celebrating. So it's like, I don't want to feel worthless two weekends. Let's do let's go over the top this time. Mm -hmm. And then just so we can kind of be guilt free during this upcoming weekend. And then went to the chow wagon yesterday to kick off my derby week festivities. We try to go to the chow wagon every year. If you don't know what the chow wagon is, it's down on the river, the great lawn area right by Joe's Crab Shack as well. It expands really long, and it's just like probably 150th of the Kentucky State Fair. Um, it's just that think, think Kentucky State Fair. It's got a bunch of games and food booth and all this other drinks and concert stages and stuff like that. The weather yesterday was kind of spotty. It rained for like 10 or 15 it was, minutes. It was the weirdest weather day because it would – and I'm, I'm sure if you were in the area, you knew all too well. But it was like sunshine, wind and rain for five, ten minutes. Very cold, bright sunshine, rain. I, it was very uh, unpredictable. Just kind yeah, of yeah, and that was it out that, rain. And we'll have that in Kentucky, where like obviously you'll you'll it'll rain for a little bit, then stop, then it'll rain. I mean, I'm sure that happens in most places. But that was the crazy thing. Like when it stopped, it really would. It'd get like super sunny, blue skies, everything looked good, and then you'd look off to the west and be like, oh, okay, we got another we got another stretch coming up, and then it'd storm, maybe even hail for some parts of the area, and then blue skies, sunny, birds chirping, everybody happy. So it rained a couple times when we were out there at the Chow Wagon, but they have the 64 overpass. And they've got like tables set up underneath that and stuff. So we stayed dry. The kids absolutely loved it. I got to play some carnival games. Didn't win. I did the beer bottle throw. Hit one out of three. I went for, they had like a big champagne bottle with like a $50 bill on there. I went for that. 
didn't get it, unfortunately. And then did darts, which I was pretty disappointed in myself. You just you had to hit all three, and both times I hit two and missed one. So was bummed about my dart throwing. Uh, mm. They And they felt bad for me. They still gave Lucy a stuffed animal, though. So that's good. $15 well spent on a tiny little stuffed animal. That is the thing about the chow wagon. It is super expensive. Like, it, it is – if you want – to make sure like everybody can have some greasy, unhealthy, bad food, maybe a drink or two, uh, maybe ice cream or lemonade or something like that. You're spending probably close to like 80 bucks, which is a lot for that sort yeah. of stuff. But it's yeah. Derby, but it is Derby week and you're, I'm only going to go to the chow wagon once a year. So we, and, and Lucy had a blast. So it was a lot of fun. It was an amazing weekend. Hated to see it go, but then you just roll that into Derby Week, and it's like, okay, never mind. There's going to be a ton of more fun stuff to do this week. So really excited about it. Excited to talk sports, too, because there is a lot to get to. There is. There is. I, I do get a little um, jealous of some of my friends who aren't in the content game, and they're just like, yeah, I just have to work Monday, and that's it. Or I just have to work Tuesday. And you're like, oh, man, I got that itch. But I'll still have plenty of uh, festivities to, to, to get to. This weekend, I did uh, find it. I got a program for Saturday's races, and you know, naturally, I'm gonna watch. Like, I, you know, I gotta test the handicapping muscles, see how they're treating me. And you know, I had a little show parlay going for the bad races. Got got three deep before that fell apart. Um, but it was so funny because uh, Brooke had passed out on the couch, and then she she comes up upstairs and opens the door and is like, really? You're still watching horse racing? I'm like, well, uh, what, what else am I going to be doing? I'm like, duh. Like, yeah. And, and the Frank's horse run won. Frank's Rockette. So, um, Hey-o. yeah, just rode around even, but it was, uh, it was nice. I'm, uh, I'm very excited though, because I, I don't believe the actual racing returns to Churchill until Tuesday. What are they doing? Five Oh Tuesday, right? Where it's, it's going to be Louisville day. Um, but I did, I did make it out to the track yesterday to pick up my passes and, uh, the, the new paddock, which I was very anti initially, and I'm probably still going to push back some, but it is going to be much easier to just navigate there, right? Like you don't have it divided off or some people are going around, some people are going through. Um, and it's just, it's just kind of weird seeing such a nice temporary structure because they've got like artificial grass on the side and in the middle of it to just add to the ambiance but it's it's definitely fake grass it looks nice though looks nice as they uh get derby underway i always just forget tj that churchill downs derby week is not churchill downs that you normally see where there's just fencing everywhere and you can only park in certain spaces so um give yourself some extra time if you're going out to the track during a uh, regular work week breaking news from nick roush churchill downs busier during derby week allow more time well, I mean, it's not just the busier. It's where you can park, you know, like that, that's the part. Yeah, I think I think most people know that it's a little more crowded this week. Like things are a little a little bit more diff- yeah, different than just your normal going out there on a on a Friday. That was that was a nice thing about cleaning the garage on Saturday. Just like I'd set my timer for the for the race because mm-hmm. they were running at night on Churchill Downs on Saturday. They got had they had an awesome crowd. That was cool to see as well. Opening it, it, night though is a total ripoff though. Like they 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 start grabbing your money early there. Twelve dollar oh, beers for sure. Yeah. Thirty dollars to get in. Yeah. Yeah. No. No doubt about it. But they had a great crowd. It was cool to see. They they are going to be. 
it's these two things that make sense once I say both of them. But like we, my friends, all of our my friends, and I, even just strangers around town that that go to Derby. Everybody talks about how Derby used to be the local day. Roush just mentioned they're trying to make tomorrow the 502 day because it's May 2nd, and they want that to be the local day. Just how locals kind of keep getting pushed out. I don't care so much about that. I don't really like whine about it. I don't whine about Churchill Downs forgetting the the common fan necessarily. And again, these two things, they they do correlate. But they keep put, it keeps getting busier and busier. But another annoying part is I don't I don't mind that, but the prices are ridiculous. Like, how are you supposed to go? And here's twice now already on the show I've complained about prices. But like, you you were rolling in money. You were just rolling in it, and you can't help like I get it. This isn't they're more in the norm than Augusta National. But you like you look at the the setup they have there and how everybody talks about that in such glowing way. And I get it. You can't do you can't bring it that low, but you don't need to charge i mean a beer you're getting those beers for probably less than a dollar a can oh maybe no, it's a like, little bit it's, it's 10 cents a can churchill's getting them for that just because they yeah, buy that it, much in bulk it's like uh, yeah it's like a p- pennies on the dollar um and that, that's 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 lower than i certainly would have thought but still yeah i know i mean like geez Louise, can you just make a ton of money and not just like a buttload of money can you can you just try to help out people and make it not ridiculous, like $17 for a Lily drink, which are delicious, by the way. What? What are you thinking? That's, that's how they're trying to, um, that's how they get the local out though, is they make you pay all of the money for the all inclusive package or whatever. They make you pay for tickets because Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe is almost all, all inclusive unless you're in the infield. Um, so like all of those tickets have some sort of, Drink package involved. Um, although it was funny, uh, one of my friends discovered on Thurby last year that it's uh, the uh, for for certain areas on Thurby, the all you can eat and drink is like a six hour window, and that close or a four hour window, something like that. That window closes at four o'clock, I want to say, before the last three or four races. So it's like, all right, I'll take four beers, uh, two lilies, <laughs> just kind of. Uh, you you know you get you have your own personal cooler to end out the day. Yeah, I've never been like one to sneak anything in, but there's a there's a part of me this year that's like I mean it's just it's, that's outlandish. And we are even doing like the all you can drink sort of stuff, but even that, it's like for three hours. The the lines are usually pretty long. It's just some of it's a racket, but I'm excited will, about it. It oh, is well. weird though how not having to pay for things makes the lines go quicker because people just aren't idiots and don't not, nothing makes me matter than somebody who's unprepared to waiting in line. And then they get to the front and they're unprepared for what's about to happen. Yeah. And then sometimes it's not their fault though. You could be people behind the bar. They're, they're either slow making a drink or they've run out of supplies or the systems down, you know, it always seems like something pops up. Oh man. Um, I, uh, I'm still excited though. It, to your point about the chow wagon, it's not church picnic prices, but, uh, you know, it's, it's the most, it's the happiest time of the year, uh, in the city. And even though it's chilly this morning, weather is, uh, on the milder side. So like, it's like a spring where you can wear some long sleeves. Right. Um, I, I will say if you're, I know we have a large, large female audience, um, mm-hmm. not sure how many sundresses TJ, 
that are going to be comfortable for those ladies. So might 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 want to you know, figure out how to put long sleeves underneath them, or you know maybe a, a shawl, or um, what are some of those other fancy words that they have for like a cardigan? Cardigan, yeah, maybe a cardigan. Because uh, look, look at old chili. Scoots, you think our boy Roush has been thinking about sundresses? Uh, yeah, but I don't blame him. <laughs> don't blame him, not one bit. I've already seen uh, one person, um, our friend Haley Minogue, went out with her friends and uh, said, yes, they were cold Saturday night because they did not dress appropriately. So I'm just trying to give everybody a heads up. We got to be, uh, I, I know my derby outfit can change based on weather because um, you got to be you got to be able to adapt. You never know what's going to happen right now. About 50 percent chance of rain on Friday, but Thursday and Saturday are looking, looking real nice, Carl, real nice. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm pumped up about it. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back and get into more sports topics, but one question before we do go to break is Roush, why didn't I get uh why didn't I get a friend, friends and family discount on Saturday? Well, you'd have to be a friend or a family. Wow. Wow. Kentucky roll call. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. My old man is a television repairman. I've got this ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, Big Exports. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen during Derby Week. And all week, we will be powered by Thornton's. Text on into the Thornton's text line and stop by at Thornton's this week. They'll have all your Derby or Oaks or Thurby or local 502 or Warby needs. Whatever you've got, they will have it for you. Oh, they got your programs at the mm-hmm. uh, Thornton's right there off the exit on the Waterson. That's where I got mine. Breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, if you're heading out to the track or to the infield, and if you are sneaking in any goodies, uh, Thornton's can you can buy them at Thornton's and then put them in, in your in your sock or wherever you, you store and hide your stuff. Get your week started at Thornton's today. Text on in, 502-414-1450. The Stephen Peake video of Nick Roush, Adam Luckett, in Kansas City at the draft dropped. As uh, it, it was good. It was a great video. I really enjoyed it. It was funny as the night goes on, just more and more desperation of like, oh my gosh, is this actually happening? Having it all captured on film was great. One part that was not so great, Roush just yelling into the microphone at point blank range throughout the first half of the video. Yeah, Pete had to tell me that, because it's one of those things like we didn't, we don't have an IFB in our ear, so I'm just... It was very loud, so I had to be loud in order for those people to hear me. Uh, did not have to be loud into the microphone, though. So, but nobody else, nobody else talks loudly in the microphone like you do. Yeah, I mean, you think I do this for a living or something? But I get excited, man. It was uh, 
I, the worst part was thinking that we were going to get the gotcha girls out for the Colts fans, and then they were like rubbing in their faces that they got AR. So I love it at the end, too, where you interview Adam Luckett about the Bengals pick with a beer can. <laughs> yeah, you like that part? That was uh... – <laughs> oh, we had to – I mean, it was one of those things where, like, it's kind of like the Derby. Going to the NFL draft to get hammered on $14 beers is just bad decision-making. Well, that was a long night, and it was getting longer, and I was just like, all right, I need to get a beer because we're just going to be sitting here for a little bit, just kind of hoping something happens when it's probably not going to. Uh, but, yeah. That I, was, I really, that was I, I, it was a really funny video. It was good. Uh, you, have few, you have a few people say they won Levis, but most of the people you go up to, and they're just like, no, no, not him, not him. Yeah, it's maybe our third guy. Video. I yeah. talked. I, had, I was, like, talking people into, like, just, just imagine, though, Will Levis. He could be good. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, he did do that. That was good. Uh, well done to all three of you all, especially Stephen Peak for getting it up there and how to do it. And, uh, check it out today if you want if you want a the, good laugh. The video of me interviewing the random fans was pretty funny too. Like the the Raiders fans uh, saying, "Yep, yeah, just as long as we don't screw it up." And I was like, it, the guy was talking in full pirate voice. I was like, "So would this be the first time they don't screw it up?" And they kind of just look at me like with a scowl, but also kind of looking at the mirror themselves like, ooh, we actually do screw this up all the time. They all really the time. Do. They Which, really do. Uh, to get into X's and O's briefly, I love that we're just celebrating the Eagles for um, just picking Georgia players. Uh, but the funny thing is, is Mike Mayock did the same thing a few years ago for the Raiders when they drafted Cleveland Farrell instead of Josh Allen where he just drafted a bunch of Clemson players the year after they won the national title. The, the Eagles are doing the same thing. It's just they're drafting Clemson or Georgia players instead of Clemson players. So you're probably going to end up better off uh, getting guys that were on a good national championship team and not Dabo Sweeney's national championship team. Yeah, the the draft concluded. Everybody was just kind of going nuts about the Eagles. and I, I don't think it hurt that they added Swift during the – Oh, a great steamboat race announcement coming today. That's very exciting. WDRB oh, with some breaking news there. But I think also you add Swift as well to the equation, and it, and it's a team that obviously went to the Super Bowl. So, and also when you are a super, when you're the a conference champion yeah. and you have a top ten pick, people are probably going to get pumped up about it because you have a good core and you're bringing in somebody who's great and young. Uh, so I, I get, I do, I do get it. The thing I like though is like how often does it go where teams just are where people are raving about a team in May or April and that it works out where they go on and win the Super Bowl? They're they'll usually be good, but it doesn't all so good. I don't want the Eagles to win at all. I it, doubt they do, but I get why people are excited about it. It did work. Uh, like the Lions had a really good draft last year, and they ended up being less like the Lions in in year two under Dan Campbell. Um, they were the kind of big buzz draft team last year. Um, so, you know, and and the thing is, is it is kind of a crapshoot to your point, but nevertheless, still excited to hear a couple Kentucky guys get their name called uh, in the NFL draft on Saturday. Chris Rodriguez taking in the sixth round to the Washington Commanders. And then your Green Bay Packers picked up Carrington Valentine in round seven. I know um, some people might have been surprised that he slid so far when he was Mel Kuyper's second best available for the longest time, but I was personally a little shocked that 
he was ranked as high as he was by some of those uh, draft guys because, like, Daniel Jeremiah and Mel Kuyper both had them uh, him ranked rather high when I just wasn't getting that vibe really from him at all throughout the pre-draft process. And so, you know, he ended up finding a team, finding a home, but uh, it was uh, it was one of those things where the K- Carrington's decision making after he decided to leave UK, he didn't do himself a lot of favors. So, uh, but nevertheless, he's still going to get a shot with the Packers. Uh, many people are saying he could beat out Jair Alexander for a starting p- position. After all, Kentucky much better than Louisville. TJ. No, I, I don't. I don't think anybody's saying that. Mm. I, I'm a big Jair guy. I've come around. Jair, I'm, I'm in on him. As long, yeah, as, but, as long as he's a Packer, and the day he's not, then we'll have a different conversation about that. But I like carrying. Like I was happy with the pick. I was overall happy with Green Bay's draft for the most part. But I Carrington Valentine was a nice addition as well. I agree. I think he should have came back. What What do you think went? What bad decisions did he make after the draft, or after he announced for the draft? Um, I mean, he went and worked out. Like he didn't. It's one thing if you stay like at your school and work out, but he like just trained with Chris Vaughn and like you know nothing against that guy, but like all these other guys who are on the fringe typically go to these draft factories, and that helps them out. Um, I know that just. The way he went about his business when he decided to go uh, away from UK, like I, you know, I, I know they're not going to bash their guys, but they're also not going to put their, they're not going to go out of their way to try to get you drafted as high as possible when you didn't kind of return the favor and like at least kind of do things the right way. Like he just kind of left and he didn't say anything on his way out the door. He just kind of dipped and he was done. Um, and so I know that rubbed a, a lot of people the, the wrong way at, at UK. Um, cause I don't even know if he went through like meetings to discuss his future or anything. He was just like, Oh, I'm out of here. See ya. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, still wish him the best, but that's yeah. weird. Yeah, it, it was, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but he's got, everybody gets a shot. He's getting his with the Packers. Uh, it was kind of cool. Uh, Chris Rodriguez did a zoom afterwards. And they had the party, like a draft party at his house. And he just sounded so, so excited, uh, which, I hell, it's it'd been so long. I guess we weren't on the air when Will Levis got picked. Um, and he, he said on the ABC broadcast that he almost didn't make it home in time. Um, I love that uh, it was a good line to avoid the criticism. They had a family get-together on Saturday, so he had to get back in time for that. The Titans – we thought we we're going to pick him at number 11 overall trade up to the second pick in the second round Steelers get Joey Porter Jr. That was, you know, they, they weren't going to trade away to miss out on that guy. Um, and then end up, uh, Levis going second in number 33 overall second pick, second round to the Tennessee Titans. And, uh, I thought Luckett made a good point, TJ. If, if we were having that NFL draft anywhere, but Kansas city, the, the chiefs would have traded out of that pick and, Levis would have been the last pick of the first round. If the Miami Dolphins didn't get a pick taken away, um, have it forfeited, they would have traded. Like somebody would have traded into those final two picks or whatever the, they were and ended up getting Will Levis in the first round. But he didn't have some things go his way. Um, and it was still cool to see how excited he was 
to to get picked by by Tennessee. Yeah, I was happy for him. I, we had that was a point of conversation on the text line last week. Him going to the Titans. We had different Titans fans text in about what they would think about it. Robert specifically. He was not for it, but he wasn't for it, I think, with the first pick. So I do wonder what Titan fans think about being able to draft somebody else and then come back and still maybe get their cake and eat it too. But good for good for Will Levis. I uh, hope it works out for him. And if he's looking for any motivation, he's going to get to play against the two teams that passed on him four times in a season whenever you know he maybe gets to, to shine or when he gets to be the starter. I know their coach came out, Rayburn came out and said that he's going to be third string to start, which would make sense, but we'll we'll see. It's also Titans... kind of coach speak, you know. He, he's sure. got to earn his way, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you would imagine them to say something similar. But if the Titans quarterback play struggles, as it so often has at times in the last decade or so, you would think in the in the next couple of years he's going to get a shot. Maybe even not even wait a year potentially. Oh, next I, I I got a line. Once the schedule comes out, I'll pick the game, but it's going to be like week nine, ten, or something. Because the Titans, I I don't foresee them being very good this year. As soon as they're out of the playoff hunt, it's Will Levis time. I hope you're right, Scoots. What did you think about the pick? I thought it was a good pick. I, I I just don't know why they didn't take him in the first round, but I guess if they knew he was going to be there in the second round, it, it makes sense. I, I do I do think it'll be before week nine or ten that he takes over. I mean, they're, they're shopping Tannehill, so you're down to, what, him and that Malik kid who's not great? Um, they, I mean, they brought in Josh Dobbs to play over Malik Willis. Yeah, exactly. Clay Travis was not a big fan of the Will Levis pick. Oh, man, Tennessee fans are so pissed. They wanted Hendon Hooker. Oh, I loved it. And the the other part of this pick, too, that's great is, like, Will Levis is kind of like Mark Stoops and that he's a big chip on his shoulder kind of guy. And, you know, maybe the humbling is what he, you know, he, he needed. Um, and now he just gets to play against the two guys that were picked over him four times a year, right? Like, the, the C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis – they all end up in the same division with Trevor Lawrence, and like we get to see this play out. I, I, no matter what you thought of them before the draft, we're going to know that they're going to have to go prove it on the field playing against each other. I love that aspect of this draft. It's kind of like having Justin Herbert, Tua, and Joe Burrow in the same draft. They're all, you're always kind of comparing them one another. Same thing here, but it's even more intimate because they're playing against each other in the same division. That's a really good point about the divisions. <laughs> like, it's... I mean, just just imagine being a Colts fan if if like Richardson's a bus and like the Titans are winning divisions three years from now with Levis as their starter. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's kind of the world you're going to be living in. So um, I, I'm I'm fascinated to watch it all play out. I think uh, to your point you made earlier about Robert, I think Titans fans too will feel a lot better about it, being like, okay, well we we got the highest four offensive tackle and the quarterback that we thought we were going to get with that pick, too. So, I'm sure they're pumped, and uh, it's 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 exciting. It's exciting, I, although I am kind of with Scoots just from a waiting-around standpoint. Like, man, it would have made for a lot less theatrics if they would have just pulled the trigger on Thursday night. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly would have. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, especially if you're a Titans fan. I'm curious what those folks think about the pick. But, yeah, it does seem like a long time ago now. But 
now you can turn your attention. I'm sure, have we already gotten 2024 draft coverage yet? Imagine we probably. There's been some mocks out there for for that. It oh, never yeah. really it never really stops. Is UK expected to have a decent 2024 draft? No, no. I I was trying to think about that the other, on the way home, and like there's there's not a there, there there's not a. I mean, maybe like Trevin Wallace does the Jamin Davis thing. I think that would be the biggest surprise, or the or the most likely big surprise. But Kentucky's pretty young. Um, I mean. They got a lot. I mean, they're young, but they're getting a lot of starters back. Some of those offensive linemen will end up leaving after this year, but like you aren't taking Kenneth Horsey high, right? He would be like a fifth round Saturday selection. So, um, and as far as undrafted free agent guys go, too, there weren't a ton of those. DeAndre Square to the Rams, Kedron Smith to the Dolphins, and where did Tayshawn Manning go? Was it the Browns? Um, uh, he got picked up somewhere, but only three guys I've seen so far that have gotten uh, picked up from last year's team. Okay, there you go. And some of the older guys on UK's team next year, they don't have the brightest draft star. They could end up getting drafted. I know Raheem Davis said that he wants to be there someday. You know, he's older, may not happen for him. You never know, but have a big season. That could potentially change. Devin Leary, while Great college quarterback, health concerns, also a little undersized. But if you went out there and just totally dominated in the SEC and showed what a healthy season looked like, you never, you never know. So, yeah, maybe, maybe a day two guy he could play his way mm-hmm. into, uh, which yeah. Manning went to the Ravens, by the way. But yeah, th- these are a lot of guys who don't have that. Um, I mean, because a lot of this stuff is traits, right? It's not exactly production. Um, I think Wallace, though, was the only one that, potentially has that because he's a six four inside linebacker, but he plays a position too that I mean you might have one or two taken in the first round that like that it's not a the most uh desired coveted position. The next big one, Dion Walker could be a top fifteen pick, top ten pick, uh if all things go his way in two years. Um and then you know then you're you're kind of messing with the receivers and you just don't know, right? Like Dan Dan Key could very well be three and three and out. Um and I could see him with his size going up there. But um, it is – it was funny, too, to see the run on receivers. I think there was three or four straight in the first round. And then once they started flying off the board Friday night with, like, Cedric Tillman, uh, the, the Tennessee guys, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, it's, it's funny how once one goes, they all kind of start falling. You had that happen with cornerbacks as well. A texter on the Thornton's text line along these same lines – what was Will's best game against a Power 5 team? Tennessee in 21, and he threw the pick six to lose the game. Maybe Louisville in 21, but he didn't have to pass in that game. He benefited from an elite run game. Well, certainly not what, in year two. Are, so are they talking about year two or year one? I think they're just talking about in general. I mean, that Iowa game was pretty awesome. He had the, I mean, he didn't win the Georgia game, but he had the best numbers of any quarterback against Georgia in 21. Um, did you see the LSU game in 21? Did you see that one? That was pretty awesome. I think Kentucky was up by four touchdowns, and he rushed for one and threw for three others. So. Yeah, there there does seem to be somewhat of a revisionist history with Will Levis's career at UK. He, he didn't have – like, I, I don't know. I guess there wasn't, like, a big win where he just put up stupid numbers, like nationally televised against the top 25 team where he just, you know, 300 yards passing, blah. Maybe maybe there was one. And Again, I know stats in that Tennessee loss was good, but it was a loss, and he did have some mistakes in that game as well. Uh, 
also the, the officials turned the, turn that game against Kentucky, unfortunately. People forget that. But I think that's what kind of worries some people, especially those that just look at the game logs on ESPN and look at the stats and they'll say, oh, we'll see, you know, not, not the prettiest thing in the world. But when you look into it, he made a lot of big plays and a lot of big games, especially sometimes in, in clutch and crucial moments as well. So he, again, one of the all-time leading winners at quarterback in UK history, and he played two years. That's got to that's gotta yep. count for something. Yeah, and also um... – and it doesn't I mean, mean he's going to be a great NFL player just because of that in its own right, but it also doesn't mean that he's a schmuck. Yeah, and like, oh, he was the inaccurate. And he's like, well, he's the second, only more accurate passer in Kentucky history besides him was Tim Couch. Like, he's he's also pretty accurate. I, I, I um, <laughs> that LSU game too, it was, it was fun. It was fun seeing which throws they chose to put on his little draft montage. I knew they would have the touchdown to Wandale against LSU where he kind of moves around in the pocket and then throws it across his body. Uh, they also had the the deep ball on like the one-yard line against Georgia to – was that it was either Barion or Dane. Um, it was it was fun seeing which passes they chose um, for their, their highlight reel because you're like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. So um, it's always, always fun seeing Kentucky guys on the right side of highlights. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, maybe if Will had played in the bowl game, he would have already been drafted. I do wish he would have played in that bowl game. Ah, great take. Great take. Uh, texture says, Geno Smith, first round, top part of the draft grade, ends up in the second round. That, that's a good example. Uh, Drew Locke was the other most noteworthy. Um, he was projected to go kind of middle of the pack, and he got taken off the board quickly near the top of the second round of the draft. Another texter says, I watched the ESPN telecast and I was glad they never captured any darkness and brooding from Will like Aaron Rodgers and Brady Quinn. We only saw him laughing and congratulating other guys. He refused to be a meme. Yeah, he was definitely uh, faking his way through that some, TJ, but I thought he did a decent job of it um, despite all of the screenshots. The, the one screenshot that really made its way through was his girlfriend rolling her eyes. That one, but, but like supposedly she didn't really roll her eyes. Somebody was just like freezing, like freezing it when she was blinking to make it look that way. <laughs> this is crazy. There, that is crazy. Yeah. That, that, you can't. There's that's a no win situation for Will Levis. Like you can't really crush that. I guess maybe if you were like a stand up comedian or something and started telling jokes or something like that. But or like a magician, maybe you just started doing magic tricks when the can't. Ooh, that's actually a great idea. Like, if you have any possibility of slipping in the draft and you know you may be an Aaron Rodgers, a Brady Quinn, Lamar Jackson, or Will Levis, and you're just sitting there and you know the camera's on you all the time, start doing magic tricks. Start juggling or something. Wouldn't that be cool? Be like, I don't want people to just think I'm like this miserable, sorry sap. How about I pull a quarter out from behind my super attractive girlfriend's ear? Ooh, and then, you know, then you're becoming a meme maybe for all the right reasons. That is... Again, marketing 101. We don't get paid enough for this job sometimes. But besides that, he did, you know, he wasn't pouting. I agree with the texter. It's a no win situation. I thought he handled it the best that, that you could. So, uh, but he is, as Ralph said, he's a chip on your shoulder type of guy. He's going to remember that for, for a long time. Doesn't mean anything. We'll find out. I think he's got just as much of a, the tools to get it done as any other quarterback in, the, in that draft class. Another texter says, please tell me you're giving the gotcha girls food and water, TJ. <laughs> uh, they've got little holes in the boxes. 
they're doing all right. But Roush wasn't able to pull them out on Thursday. And yeah, so well, uh, Texter yeah, says, <laughs> was that Mike Rutherford or a spokesperson for a certain beer company? Mike's going to have to watch Shallow How because his Colorado Avalanche lost to the Seattle Kraken. Wow. They, they got cracked. Um, both the underdogs won their game sevens. And we have another game seven tonight, Rangers uh, Devils. So, uh, but yeah, the, the defending cup champs went down. The Lanch. Watching Shallow How is not a bad punishment for what it's worth. It's not a good movie, but it, there are there are so many worse movies Absolutely. in that time yeah. period and certainly since and before. So it's not one that if it's on that I'm probably going to be watching, but I have seen it. It's not good, but it's there are much worse movies because there are some like interesting actors in that the, movie. The the bit of the it, it's, it's just funny, like where they like the links they go to do the bit, right? Like. She throws his underwear at him, and they're just enormous, you know? Like, that's a... And he's so confused at, like, how it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, uh, you're going to love it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You're going to absolutely love it. Uh, suck it, Lance. Let's go cracking. I'm very uh, happy, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy too, that Trevor's not going to have to walk the Big Four Bridge. That I don't think that would have been good for anybody involved. Um, No. If he had lost, that was going to be his punishment. He's off the hook. Whew. That's good. That was going to be that hill was going to be tough for the big guy. TJ, you trust Scoots to play something live after Trunk Gate? No kidding. Yeah, Scoots. I, so I heard that you um, you may or may not have played a song with curse words on the way out Friday. I, I did. Uh, despite it saying it was the clean version, it was not the clean version. Um, but it only got played the one time. It did not get played on the replay. But it is in the podcast if you want to check it out. Did you play? I heard it was from Hustle and Flow. Did you play It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp? Uh, yes. Something like something. My my theme on Friday was all pimp songs. So, yeah, it was one of those. Why was your theme all pimp songs? I don't know. I was just in a pimp mood, you know? Felt like a pimp that day. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't you explain, why don't you explain to our, our radio audience what a pimp is? Well, I think today's definition is different from the definition back in the olden days. So The olden days. <laughs> you, you, when you feel like a pimp nowadays, just uh, you kind of just feel like a gangster. You feel, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> what would you consider a gangster? Uh, once again, that's another definition that's different from back in the olden days. Just love that you're just using synonyms. I'm just trying to get the crux of what 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 it is. You know, is it just a confidence. It's, it's man? just it's just a feeling you get. You you know, you, oh. you, it's one of those feelings you get, and you're like, man, I feel like a pimp today. Oh, it's more Knowing of a that fe- the definition of a pimp is somebody who solicits solicits women for 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 sex. Yes, it, I'm I'm not actually a pimp, but I felt like one on Friday. Hence the uh, yeah. hence the playlist. Oh, Scoots, this is well, the best, man. I'm, I'm, you're I'm the glad best. you did play the – if you're going to play a song that's uh, unedited, you played an Academy Award winner. So, shout out 3-6 <laughs> Mafia. People forget Academy Award winners. My my aunt listens to the show. Shout out to Aunt Carol. She said two parts from last week made her laugh out loud. One, our conversations about hot air balloons, which, by the way, they I, they, they like, went by your house. They went like, you like my house. I could literally hear the fire inside the hot air balloons. They were that close. That was a quite the pleasant surprise on Saturday morning. That was wild. 
And then secondly, there was a ton. Like there were so many of them. Where are all these hot air balloon pilots coming from? Because I don't think just some average Joe can get that stuff going. But we don't need to, to rehash the hot air balloon debate. Uh, and then secondly, she loved on Friday when I was like, Scoots, you want to you want to talk? And you were just like, no, nah, not not today, man. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not so sure I've got it in me today. So Scoots stays on fire. We're going to end our one there. We're going to come back, maybe talk a little UK basketball. There was some news over the weekend, so we'll get to that. And then Ooh, we're going to read yeah, more text gotta... into the Thornton's text line. I'm, it's I'm week. Yeah, so we're going to have a fun second hour. You're not going to want to go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Ooh, TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, yeah. Justin Kaler. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here oh, on Big X Radio. This week, you got to have Shady Ray sunglasses. If you're heading out to the track, you're going to a derby party, it's going to be sunny. It's going to be sunny. You're going to need sunglasses. You need stylish sunglasses. Uh, I had left a pair at my office, and luckily, I did have a backup pair at my house for this weekend, and the backup pair was unopened. It was new and felt just so good putting on a fresh pair of sunglasses, heading out to the chow wagon. And then, like I said, when it was sunny, I was wearing them, got some compliments, and then it would rain. I'd have to take them off. But uh, they do great work at Shady Rays, affordable polarized sunglasses, and they've got different types of shades for each and every occasion. They've got a money-back 30-day guarantee if you get them and it's just not what you were looking for. Don't sweat it. It'll be no money out of your pocket. And if you buy them, you do like them, that you lose them, you break them, something happens. Small processing fee, you get your order just sent back to you for fractions, fractions, fractions of the initial pricing. And you can save money, even additional money, when you use promo code BIGX at checkout at ShadyRays.com, the best sunglass company in the entire universe. Where do we want to go to start our number two from a sports perspective? We need to talk a little basketball recruiting. Yeah, we do, because we had a... A Mark Fiscarelli bomb. We did have a Mark Fiscarelli bomb. People forget Mark Fiscarelli was the one that said that Cal and Mitch Barnhart, he broke that news. They're having a big meeting. Uh, Mark Fiscarelli is uh, uh, a fake insider, but he's he's the rare fake insider that actually typically is right. Now, some of the stuff is expected news that he just kind of leaks out there and then says it matter of factly like he's a real insider person but they cop as a member of the u.s basketball writers association and uh this person uh tweeted out that uh hunter dickinson probably committed to uk uh and that's what's going to happen uh i i don't i'm not going to take too much stonks into it uh but it is at least like okay i'd rather them have that be out there than Fiscarelli tweeting that Hunter Dickinson's privately committed to Kansas or Villanova. 
uh, especially when we anticipate that news to come out at some point this week, maybe even as soon as today. Are you saying wink, wink? No, uh, I'm not. I'm just saying it could happen as soon as today. I've but, mentioned this before on Kentucky Roll Call, and I, I trust Roush, so we'll take him for his word here. But sometimes he'll see draft stories in the data in the in the KSR database, sometimes on his little group messages with some of his he will at times have inside info that isn't his inside info, so he doesn't want to leak it. But his brain just operates in a way that he's excited and he can't really help himself, but at least maybe allude to the possibility of good news or potential news. And he'll do it from time to time. And I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but it, I did think that that could be what's happening here. But I'll take, I'll trust <laughs> Roush and him saying, no, that's not what's going on here. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're trying to raid my poker face. Uh, <laughs> I, I, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't really. Know uh, anything here? Uh, would like to know something, um, but I mean, if you're Hunter Dickinson, you I, I would think that you would just go ahead and like if you know, you know exactly. Unless there's like checks waiting to clear or endorsers waiting to endorse, I don't know what else he's visited the places. Some updates in this recruitment, actual news here, not just trying to do inception on Roush's brain, but uh, he did visit Villanova, went through with that visit, supposedly. I think he was actually pictured in Philadelphia, so it, it would check out. And then before that, however, Bill Self made another visit post Hunter Dickinson's UK visit. So Hunter Dickinson visit UK, he goes back to Michigan. Bill Self flies to the same airport that Calipari met him at, and supposedly talked for four hours, according to a Kansas insider. Oh, they doubled which, down. They doubled the time, which four hours, that's watching the Titanic movie and then all the credits and maybe even some like post-screen that, That's uh, the interviews. whole first round of the NFL draft. That's too much. Four yeah. hours is too much. What could you possibly be needing to discuss for, for four hours? So one, I'm not buying that they talked for four hours. But that is an update on the recruitment. Do you take that as, hey, we're desperate. Let's do one last ditch effort. Meet with me. Let's talk it over before you make any sort of decisions. Or was that the closing meeting? Yeah, you saw what UK had to offer, but remember what we had to offer. We're, we're still good with all this, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, we've signed the deal here. And then, of course, this was all before the Villanova visit. What if he was just totally blown away by Villanova? I doubt it. They always seem like sort of an outsider in that recruitment, but you never really know. So. That is an actual factual update, although we don't know about if the four-hour timeline timeline is actually accurate. But who really cares? And then, as Rush said, what what left? What could there be left to decide? You've taken the visits you're going to take. You know what's out there. You have a good idea how you're going to be used at every place. Go ahead and, and and let the teams know. And if UK needs to move on to other options, Oscar Shibway, then then so be it. So. We'll see. I, the, there are That is a fake account out there. I'm not putting any stock into it. This does seem like it's a UK-Kansas head-to-head battle. That has gone different ways in the past. Calipari has the advantage for sure, but Kansas has stolen recruits from Cal and UK in other, in other recruiting cycles. So we'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. Usually UK gets the guy they want when it comes to the transfer portal. Be a huge addition. Uh, did you see though that we Kentucky added a new recruiter over the weekend? 
Will Wayne. Wheezy. Wheezy F baby, but don't forget the F around him. Did you see also how that came up? Did you see another side of that story? Uh, no, I just I I, um, I saw the Cal tweet, and then there was a screenshot of a FaceTime with Oscar. Uh, there there was that too. I'm glad you brought that up. That, but our boy TJ Beisner, he was texting with Wheezy. Really? He was texting. Yeah, the, his his wife shared the text on on Facebook, but it, it was hilarious. So just imagine your TJ Beisner, who was like doing KSTV. He was yeah, all, like a you'd hear him on radio all the time as a guest, kind of just doing the same old mumbo jumbo that we do. And he gets a text message that says, "What up, TJ? Hope all is well. This is Wayne. I got your number from Coach. He said I can hit you up to ball at the practice facility." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and Beisner put in a picture of little Wayne for the picture, so it just says "Lil," and then it has like you know where before you'd click more contact info. But what, what a life! That's awesome. And then he got a picture with him when he came to the facility as well. So. What a what a cool lifestyle he's living. Cal still got it. He's he's making the recruiting rounds, taking pictures with all the people, and uh, that was pretty cool. And then didn't Oscar say thank you for the advice from Little Wayne? Yes. So what was the what, advice? What was the advice? I, Little Wayne advice could go a lot of directions, a lot of directions that you wouldn't see, think would would line up or sync up with, with Oscar Oscar's Chibre. values. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. But that being said, everybody who's ever met Little Wayne talks about how great of a guy he is. He's a big Packers fan. I've got nothing wrong with that, and he seems to to like UK kind and, and Coach Cal kind enough. Of, kind of weird growing up from New Orleans that he is, but. Uh, uh, let's play a fun game. It's called Guess That Age, our favorite game here at KRC. Ooh, uh, Scoots, yeah. how old is Lil Wayne? Um, I'm going to say he's in his 50s, maybe 52. TJ? I'll go 46, Bob. Oh, wow. I was going to say 47. Let's see. what What is it? It what? is. He's probably going to be just like 40. He's only 40 Whoa. years old. Wow. Rough life. I mean, yeah, he, he he certainly looks older than 40. I don't know if it's the face tats or the. I, you, I, can, you can set your watch to it. Before I play a round of golf, I listen to one specific little Wayne song. I'm not going to say which one it is, but feel free to guess on the Gordon's text line. If you get it right, I'll, I'll give you a. I'll Venmo you five dollars for some salseritas because I'm out of salseritas coupons. Ooh, I bet I know. I bet I know which one. I don't think anybody's. I, I'll give you a hint that I don't think anybody's going to get it. So there, that could be that could be your hint. So if you want maybe a free salseritas lunch on TJ, take a take a stab at it. It's really corny, but it just get. It, it's not like the lyrics. It's just it's got like the best little just beat to it. Gets me really pumped up to the, go out there and hit 215 yard bombs off the tee box. Is it the uh, popping champagne like we won the championship game? No. Hmm. So that's your guess. You're not allowed to ever guess again. Sorry. Dang it. Ooh, we can do live trivia out at the backside this year. Scoot, yeah. You going to be ready for that, for the big radio voice? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be oh, ready. Oh, man. Especially by it. Thursday, because, like, let's be real. By oh, Thursday, yeah. nobody's doing real work around I'm here. ready. You know, so. Michael Scoot. on the Thornton's text line guesses a milli. Nope, not a milli. Good guess, though. But in, incorrect. Yeah, so I'm going to Thurby. I've thought about Roush. Do I just stay out there afterwards? But probably not, right? That's a little too, that's a little too long. If you did 
Like if you went and ate at Wagner's or something, it wouldn't be too bad. I've never uh, been to Wagner's. I'd, I'd, wait, I feel what? like I'd, I'd, I'd stand out. You've never been? Not even never, during like off season? Never been. No. It's great. It's great, man. It's hundred. This is their hundred and first derby. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, why don't you take me to Wagner? Oh, I'm not friends or family. I will say this week is the uh, like they, they only have like four like they they have a, a set menu, so you can't get the omelets this week, and that's probably what they do best. Uh, but it's still awesome to go Derby week. I'll probably, um, I think I've got some stuff. I don't know. I'll probably end up going one day this week, but you kind of got to wait for the initial, uh, flood of people to die down. Oh, did you know there's also a restaurant on the backside? No. Is that new? No, it's, it's been there for ages, but, um, you know, like the, 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 it's, it's, there's only so many people that you can serve, but it's on the the far turn, the kind of backside. You actually see when you see him going around that turn. I know there's some stuff in the way because no of idea. all the tents this year, but yeah, it's it's on the the back left turn, kind of by the church. There's a there's, they've got windows, so you can see the horses again, and it butts directly up to the track. I've had uh, I've had some breakfast out there uh, before after after a morning on the backside. So another 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 fun fact you learned about the track this week. I had no idea. I also don't know if I want to be like in a suit from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm maybe, open, I'm open ooh, advice, though. maybe you wear your suit underneath your regular clothes and then you take it off like Superman. You're Superman. No, I won't be doing that. Yeah. Like the way you're thinking, though. It's Derby Week. You got the brain tinkering. That's, that's nice. I'm just bringing it back to hunter dickinson is there anybody have a change of heart about if it'd be a good addition to uk or anything like that i think i've only become more convinced that i want him into the fold i mean i'm not i'm still would be excited either way if you get one of dickinson or Sheboy, but i do like i'm not I saw Chris Hatfield and Strebel arguing about fit or something. Oh my like gosh, that. we're all so much dumber for reading their conversation. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm. I just. I don't need all of that. Like, I. I, I don't need to debate uh, if Hunter Dickinson would be good at Kentucky because I'm pretty sure he will be. Ron Holland supposedly hearing from a list of schools that does include UK. He decommits from Texas. He is folks. A really, really darn good basketball player. And he would be an amazing addition to Kentucky. How it would all work, how it would all fit. There would be questions to be had there. Would that change anything with Oscar Shebway or Hunter Dickinson? Those are different conversations for different days. Everybody can have an opinion on all that stuff. He's an awesome player. And I don't think anybody in college basketball will play harder than that dude will play if he decides to play college basketball, because supposedly he's also entertaining some professional options away from college basketball. Arkansas is the perceived college leader in that recruitment, but Kentucky supposedly is reaching out. There were some initial reports that UK wasn't going to, to kick the can. They were, they were kind of in the thick of stuff, and there's some rumors that maybe the visit didn't go great, or after the visit things got a little awkward, but he did have a final three of – Texas, Arkansas, and UCLA. So that did not include Kentucky, although he kind of came to his final three like the day of his commitment, just a couple of days before his commitment. But Kentucky was at one time the perceived leader 
early in his recruitment. Now, that happens a lot with UK, just a name that carries a lot of weight in that regard. But if Cal has any magic, and this one may just be too tough with the way the roster is already constructed, the players you already have in the fold, this would be an amazing addition. A dude that plays as hard as Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, but you can make a case maybe more talented with his skill set. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist was the number two NBA draft pick, so that may be quite the statement there. But he's really, really good. I'd love to have him. I don't know what it'd mean for some other pieces and some other players, but it, if I could have a Ron Holland or a sophomore Chris Livingston, give me the, the Ron Holland for sure. I don't think it's going to happen, so I'm not trying to get too worked up about it, but right, that would be right. an amazing addition. Yeah, and not sure too. Like, Pretty sure him and Justin Edwards, kind of the same position type stuff, so I don't, you know. Figuring all of that out, especially when Arkansas is willing to just throw a bunch of money at whoever. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get too invested in Ron Holland. Although it's always been a fun. I feel like Ron Holland's always been on the tertiary of like, ooh, maybe Kentucky, maybe not. Um, yeah, so I, it's fascinating. I'm just not going to get too worked up that'll happen. Um, I don't know if he was at the Iverson Classic game, but I saw where DJ won the three point contest at the game. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I need to go him. back and I I had it on and was kind of keeping up with it, but I, I do have it recorded where I'm going to go back and watch it more. And I've seen the highlight packages already from it, but, uh, Dillingham and, and DJ just balled out to the point that like a heartfelt Allen Iverson gave like a one-on-one talk with, with Rob Dillingham and thanked him and told him how much he's a dog and referred to, I think DJ Wagner is a killer and just mentioned that other people are going to be coming after him in college basketball, and he need, they need to be ready for it. So really good weekend for those guys. Just remember, Jeff Goodman said those two guys, they, they couldn't play together in the backcourt. So that's yep. going to be a take that uh, I'll probably be bringing up throughout the season. Two Can't amazing wait. recruits can't play together in the backcourt. Why? Well, because it's Kentucky and Jeff Goodman. So that would be too good of news getting excited about those two, but get excited. They're going to be awesome. They're probably, they're probably going to have some bad games. They're going to probably have some struggles, but when they're clicking and gelling, I don't think De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk is a terrible comparison. Hated seeing them get eliminated in the playoffs, by the way, in game yeah. seven, but the, the future is so bright for De'Aaron Fox, wherever he is playing basketball. And I think he's under contract. I don't really know what his contract situation he, he is. Saw, he signed the Supermax extension, okay. so he's there for a while. But okay, gotcha. uh, it was cool to see him respond on the road for game six of force that game seven. But eventually you knew that it was just Steph Curry and the Warriors were going to do Steph Curry and the Warrior thing. So uh, now we get Steph versus LeBron, exactly the script the NBA had for us. The, the semifinals in both conferences are going to be a lot of fun. But – Lakers Warriors will probably get to be annoying, or the coverage will maybe get to be annoying. Oh, so maybe yeah. a quick series there will will be best. But I don't really know what to make of that series. I, I we're probably going to be in for a long one. Would be my guess. You know where we're not going to be. So old. You know where we're not going to be in for a long one with freaking Denver and Phoenix. My goodness, Denver's so really, good. You're you you're writing the. Kevin Durant, the Suns off after one game. It will not wow. go to it will not go to seven games. Mark my words. Uh, hot take, Scoots. Why don't you say it will not go to five if you're going to say it's not going to? It will. Like, it will go to five, but I think that's probably the end of it. Oh, gentlemen, you heard it here first from Scoots. 
Well, it's going six or seven, but it's not. It's going. It's not going to be a sweep. It's not going to be five. Suck it, Scoots. You're wrong. I'm right. No, another day in the life. The Kentucky Heat beat the New York Cats in Game One. A lot of UK players on both sides of that, but no Julius Randle in Game One. So if you're a Knicks fan, that that probably hurt. It did hurt. And then, of course, Tyler Hero still out with a cast, broken hand through the heat. So that'll be a fun series. And then Celtics and 76ers start tonight and not as much UK interest there, although Tyrese Maxey, who's a lot of fun to watch. But that will probably be a, a war. I can already see Joe and Joel Embiid getting in fights. Probably won't take long. Probably will not take long. Where are we on the Thornton's text thread? Uh, we are at the part where the texter says, um, oh, whoops, I, um, gosh, I always get this wrong. It's right at the start of hour number two. I've got it here. Good job, buddy. Yeah, thank you. A texter says, Levis should have came back. Someone failed him by giving him bad feedback. These agents are not looking out for their players. Should have came back to what? College. (laughs) Yeah, there was a a thread on KS board that said he should have left after last year. And it's like, um, I don't think that they were ready to take him after last year in the NFL draft. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Because I think then he would have probably gone. Will should have signed with Clutch Sports, says one Thornton's texture. That's that's pretty funny. Hey, Louisville fans gloating about Will Levis. F off, says one texter. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Fans aren't going to like hearing that. No, you know they are like, not. You know what I don't like hearing is that the Batcats got swept. Nice 0-4 week for the Batcats. Yep. Yep. And they blew uh, Sunday's game. They had a chance to win. They blew it in the ninth. Giving if you up three listen minutes. closely, you can actually hear the water finding its level here. We thought that this was a possibility. We just didn't want it to happen, unfortunately. And they blew the game yesterday in the bottom of the ninth. They couldn't get any runs against Louisville earlier in the week. It was a really crappy week. We're in it this deep, though, and we got no other choice. So they're probably still going to make the tournament. Ideally, stop getting swept, start winning some games. I think it's 11 out of 14 losses for UK baseball. But we knew the schedule was going to get tougher. We wanted to see if they were ready to respond. They were not. Not yet, at least. But plenty of good teams left on the schedule. Any win, really, the rest of the way will be considered a good win and can help you get back on track if you can find a way to squeak out a series. So, yeah, you hope they can. But this is kind of who who we were worried. We, this was kind of how this stretch, we worried about how it may go. And this is exactly how it's gone. So, Another texter says, if you're Will, you got to stop trying to be something you're not. Eat the damn banana however you want, leaving his play out of it. It felt like from the start of last year, he tried to recreate his image and say the right things and tell GMs whatever they wanted to hear. I think the situation makes him a better quarterback, and he falls into a better situation with a team like the Vikings. Same scheme as the Rams with one or two great receivers. Perfect quarterback to sit behind and Kirk Cousins. Well, some bad news ended up not being the, the Vikings or the Rams, but it was the Titans. And I don't know. I don't feel like Will Levis really tried to conform, but I don't really he, care either. He, um, 
he did say that part of the process he learned, like you just got to be yourself because that was some of the pushback was the kind of overconfident will that we, we heard from at the combine. Um, he went a little over the top. Um, and so I think he, he learned from that. He he's eating a slice of humble pie and uh, is ready to, to push for playing time with Tennessee. So uh, I, like I said earlier, I think we'll see him starting before the year ends because Malik Willis is a bum. And Ryan Tannehill is old. You heard it here first. A bomb and old. We'll be taking our last break right now. Come back. More text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And we'll just see kind of where the text line takes us. I, I don't know if I've got anything else written down from the weekend. One other thing, if we get to it. So don't go anywhere. This is KRC on the Big X, CJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kay. Kentucky Roll Call. The, the birth of Prudent. Uh, with Walker and Roush. English, do you speak it? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. party this week. Take us off Serena's for your catering needs. Delicious. And easy to use and pick whatever you want. You can do it right on your app. Download the Salsaritas app on your phone. They have two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It's got a drive through St. Matthew's, a nice covered patio. They can bring the catering to your party, get it set up for you, let you worry about all the other stuff. Or you can go pick it up at one of those two locations in Middletown or St. Matthew's. It'll be waiting for you, hot, fresh, ready to go. Really easy setup if you decide to do it yourself. I've done it both ways before. Love Salseritas. I'll be getting them catered this week. You should, too. Make sure you download the app and make it easier on yourself. Okay. Roush, anything you want to bring up to start? Scoots, how about you? Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks for thanks for asking me about how the wedding went this weekend. But other than that, I'm good. Well, that's where we're... This is your this is your platform. Excuse. It was it was did like it go well. Did you did you did you drop the joke in? You, you all know how stressed out I was about it, and it was the same thing with my roommate on Saturday night when I got home, walked in the door, didn't say not one word. How'd it go? Nothing. So that was that was cool. But no, it went well. I um uh, I didn't really. I had the lame joke built in where it was like, oh, we we're all here to drink, so let's just move on already. I had that lame joke, which. It got a little bit of a laugh, but no, I got organic humor built into the wedding, which was super awesome. So Friday night, we did the rehearsal dinner, and we walked through how everything was going to go, and I told the couple, I was like, all right, so I'll ask you all to face each other, and then I'll ask you all to join hands after we do the spiel where you all are facing each other, right? So... And I was, I told him, I was like, with every wedding couple, their instinct, they just want to hold hands when they're facing each other. So I was like, just, just don't hold hands till I tell you, blah, blah, blah. So we get to the part in the wedding where I'm like, all right, you all may now face each other. And what does the couple do? They grab each other's hands. So I just hit them with a, well, not really time to grab hands yet, but it's your wedding. So you can do whatever you want. And everybody got a big kick out of that. So I just let them hold hands from that point forward. I was like, screw it. You know, if that's what they want to do. That's what they're going to do. So. No, but no, it, it went really well. I was I was very pleased with how it turned out. 
The old classic holding hands bit. Yeah. Sounds like you executed perfectly. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. So what was your opening? So what, what was in the opening line? Um, the opening line was more of like addressing the crowd and why we're here. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we're gathered here today, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't, didn't have a joke in the opening line. I had to wait till a little later in the ceremony to throw out my, well, we're all here to celebrate with drinks, so let's get it on already. But no, I I forgone I I forewent the the joke at the beginning. I was like, I I just got to trust myself here. So that's what I did. Well, good, Scoots. I'm glad it all went well. I'm Same. sure it was uh, the, a day that they will remember for the rest of their lives. Oh, they will. They, I'll tell you what they will not remember though: the freaking rehearsal dinner. So each bridal party and groom, they, there was eight groomsmen and eight bridesmaids. And when we get to the rehearsal dinner on Friday night. They were a freaking mess. I guess they took a party bus to get to the rehearsal dinner. So we had to go through rehearsal about five times because they just could not think clearly on what they're supposed to do. So that was fun. Did you meet the love of your life? Well, I'm sure there were probably some people your age. I didn't. But so did I tell you all that the their camera woman was my first ever girlfriend? I told you all that, right? Yes. So we were, it was really funny. We were signing the marriage certificate after the wedding and all the camera women were back there taking pictures and I signed my name and she looks at me and she was like, holy moly, I didn't realize that was you. And I just looked at her. I was like, yep, I've changed a lot since we were seven. Like that's the last time I saw her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's kind of awkward though, that you knew it was her and she didn't know it was you though. Oh, well, no, she, so she knew I was the officiant. She just didn't recognize that that was me at that moment, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but it's all good. Tough. It's all good. The officiant signing the certificate. She didn't know it was you until you signed your name (laughs) in cursive. I don't, yeah. I don't know if she pieced it all together that while I was up like, there that it was me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what was going through her head, but that's like Superman just like wearing a suit and then putting on <laughs> reading glasses and people being like, I got no Superman. idea. Superman, <laughs> <laughs> no idea who this could be. Master of disguise. Well, good. I'm glad it all went well. Yeah. I, I, did Did you get to go to the reception? I did go to the reception. Yeah, I had me. Uh, they had some bush lights there, so I had me some bush lattes throughout the night. Nice. For, I went. I didn't want to go down the wine trail this wedding because last wedding I did that. It was not good. So I, I stuck the beer, and it was a it was a heck of a time. They they had a mashed potato bar, which I've never seen before. That was pretty cool with like bacon yeah, bits and are, cheese and stuff. Oh, it's awesome. It was awesome. Those are gaining popularity. Although I still don't feel like. I mean, how many fixins can you have for mashed potatoes? Uh, so yeah, I just did the I just did the bacon and cheese. But yeah, they were freaking awesome. You really didn't need anything on them, but. I, I went with the bacon and cheese just because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. Well, the TJ just not going to church it up at all. <laughs> I would put bacon and cheese on mashed potatoes, but you don't have to. No, you definitely do not. Good mashed potatoes are good mashed potatoes. Scooch, we did ask how your weekend went, too, at the start of the show for what it was worth. Uh, you asked me how I was doing. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's two different things. I'm just kidding. I'm not sour about it at all. It was just, I was sour on Definitely not sour. I was sour on Saturday, though, when I got home and my roommate didn't say anything. You know, and still to this day, it's Monday now, he still hasn't asked me anything about it. And he knows how stressed out I was about it. I was pacing our whole entire house from 6 a.m. to about 2 p.m. on Saturday. So, yeah, just a little, he's a jerk. You're also treating this like a passive-aggressive spouse. 
is what you're doing. No, I think Scooch is in the right here. Yeah, I think I'm, Scooch is in. I think Scooch is in the right here. It, it meant a lot to him, and the exactly. roommate can't even just like what what. Hey, how'd it go? Yeah, that that's it. I mean, that's just ask me how it went. That's that's all I asked for. I mean, he's more than my roommate. We're friends, you know. So friends, I feel like would ask about that sort of thing, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I, if he had a, if he had a big thing going on, I bet Scooch would ask how it went. Well, you know, next time he does have a big thing going on, guess who's not going to ask him about it when he gets home? No, Scooch, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be bigger than that. You gotta Take be the high road. Got it. Does he ever have? Does he ever have big things going on though? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shots he's he's pretty boring right. guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Scoots, I'll tell you to take the high road. Just more room for me on the low road. <laughs> nice Tom Haverford quote from Parks and Recreation. Uh, what do we got on the Thornton's text line here? 502-414-1450. A uh, texter says... What uh, exactly are these off-the-field concerns and attitude problems that everyone but UK fans seem to know about? Um, they, they worry that he's too cocky. Uh, but, see, that's part of the, like... Uh, I mean, the the players don't have a problem. Uh, That's where you get a disconnect between NFL draft people who meet somebody in a meeting versus people who know the guy who work with him on a regular basis. Uh, Seems a little bit off. Unfortunately, the staff has already briefed that we're looking for experience at the four spot. I think in regards to maybe Ron Holland or Mbaco is not going to be an option for UK, but in terms of, I guess, Holland, but supposedly UK has reached out. They're interested. The experience, talent stuff, I get it. You some Sometimes it's better to go experience. Sometimes it's better to go talent. In Ron Holland's case, I promise you it'd be much better to go talent. He is awesome. He's good. Type of player you want. Yes, could get, with all those freshmen, could be some, some losses in November and December, but I, I would want that group. I don't really even care what seed they'd be in March. Just get those guys. That are, those are NBA players, like NBA players that are probably going to do good things in the NBA. I, I would like that. At, in Lexington, UK's done well with those types of players. Uh, another texter says, doesn't surprise me at all that TJ thinks a bunch of melted cheese on a hangover sounds good. Correct. Should we judging TJ for... Yes. I mean, like, cheese greasy, on... Pizza. Sometimes when I'm hungover, greasy food is really, really good. I'll yeah. stand by. I'll stand. I think that's not even an unpopular opinion. Yeah, but I, I would say I doubt it's on short list. You know, of like what people get when they're hungover. Well, it, I think just mozzarella sticks are pretty uncommon in the average meal as is. You don't get too many people getting my. It's it's more. It's been basically shunned into the appetizer category of food. It really should be a side, but been shunned into the appetizer portion and a lot of people don't get appetizers do you do you keep them on deck for the air fryer at the walker household no we have it'll kind of come and go in cycles but there it's not as it's not as good as a good old-fashioned deep fryer you know true still pretty good um but i um yeah i'm gonna make my kroger run today and you just derby weekend's big for like all right what frozen garbage can we have on deck to just stuff our faces with after a long day at the track that's true. Ah, shout out to air fryers. Really, really changing the game. Uh, when people say it's a bad night for UK football, I don't think they're talking about the season's expectations or anything like that. We rightfully hyped up Levis' top 10 pick, something which can be used in recruiting for years to come. It's pretty embarrassing and objectively bad that he fell to the second round 
hurts the program, although probably not significantly. Like what do you? It's like now like, it's mo- now it's Monday, and what's different? Yeah, no, like that's that's what I mean. Like you just didn't get to post your graphics of like first round picks, um, with like him and Josh Allen and Bud Dupree. That that's what it hurts, but that's that's really about it. It missed opportunity. We wish it had gone just a couple picks higher, but uh, it didn't. And oh well, life goes on. How much money has Mike made from Cameo since he started? Was that for the Rutherford show? I don't know. He said on Friday he's made about $400 doing it. Hey, okay. And he said he did uh, address the text situation cuz we were they were on location on Friday, so I was in here producing and they had gotten a text about how we put him on blast on Friday morning for his Cameo and I was like, "Yeah, we did, Mike. You're asking $2 for people just to send you a text." And he apparently said that is the standard rate. Like, you can't change that. And he's only gotten one text throughout his entire time on Cameo. What, did, he, did he detail what it was? Oh, I'd have to think about it. I can't remember. It was nothing crazy. Like, what? It, it wasn't any information at all. Like, I, I think it was something that the guy could have looked up online, but Mike answered it for him anyways. <laughs> oh, man. That's not not the best way to spend two dollars, but I just spent eighty to try to get Hunter Dickinson to make a funny video. So I'm not one to talk about how people should spend their money. Uh, Texture on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says Friday morning listeners podcast. So this won't matter Monday, but the U of L butt slippers that are firing off at Levis draft slides trying to remember back to what the dude did for them the last two seasons. Wish he would have gone early to justify it. Also, remember that Lamar once did the Heisman pose and lost to a 7-1 Kentucky team after he fumbled the game away. Losers. Ha. It is true. They are losers. Uh, did you celebrate Kenny Payne Day on Friday? 428? Yeah. 428. Oh, yeah. Yep. A great day. Uh, we'll have to celebrate it every single year because that is still just sometimes wild to think about that L basketball played an entire season in which they only won four games. Rumor has it that next year, Kenny Payne Day will be in June. So keep your <laughs> eye out for that. <laughs> oh, oh, if there is a Kenny Payne Day next year, though, it'll probably be his last, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, would... you, better, you better pass the calendar. Gosh, how funny it would be if he didn't, though. Well, that's what I'm going to be rooting for. I mean, I like Kenny Payne, but he's still but like if we had well. like a Christmas, like if it was 12 and 25, <laughs> like every year on Christmas, you just get to tweet out happy Kenny Payne day. Oh man, I don't think they would play that many games, but it would still funny to think about. It is. It is good stuff, man. They stink. A texter says, Robert, wow, Levis to the Titans. What an awesome get. Can't believe there were some people that didn't want him in Nashville. Couldn't be me. I was wondering what Robert was going to say about it. There we got our answer. Wow, Robert. Congrats, buddy. Ignoring his past takes and moving on. Nothing wrong with that, Robert. Poor Scoots played a hip-hop song from Hustle and Flow, happening to be the dirty version to end Roll Call. Scoots. And have a whole lot of what? Talk what, Scoots? By, we by the way. three podcasts pulled down from like 2020 and 2021. By the way, can the texters like stop notifying the FCC? Please? But we don't, they, don't, they don't need to know. It, it's happened. It's gone. We don't, our, our computers hardly work. We're hanging on by a thread here, folks. 
if we accidentally play some bad music and it ruins your kid's innocence, so be it. Think about us. Batcat swept. Insert the Dennis Green press quote. They are who we thought they were. Yep. Sadly, probably true. Would you rather drink a mint julep or a lily? Roush, what is it about Derby that has you absolutely locked in? Well, I'll answer first. Lily, for sure. Oh. Those things are dangerous. <laughs> they're delicious. And you can really lose track of time if you're kind of sucking back on those lilies. So definitely a lily for me. I'm the exact um, opposite. Give me a mint julep all day, every day. Roush, break the tie. Can I say Bofa? Nope. You can say Bofa. You can't. Yeah, you can You say, mix them together. Like that's part of this week is, is you drink Bofa. Uh, and like a, a lily is, I mean, it, for the most part, it's just like cranberry vodka with a little bit of triple sec in it. Um, so like you, you can kind of order that year round. Whereas mint julep, like I drink a couple Derby weekend and that's it. You know, that's, that's kind of, uh, tasting like Derby, but the biggest thing, Plumbing, bro, it's not, it's, it's, it's the reason for the season, right? Like I just get to like put my head in a program, think I know everything about horses. Um, even when I don't, it's, it's the confidence, it's the fun, the thrill of seeing your horse coming first. And also just like hanging out with all your buds. Like for me, I, I treat it like a, a family reunion, if you will, uh, getting to see people at the track, uh, the camaraderie. It's just, it's so much fun. Just, uh, just pure, uh, unfiltered joy, uh, for 48 hours, uh, this weekend. Yeah. I think you summed it up pretty well. And that's, that's what I, I suck at horse gambling. There's really nothing in terms of betting that I'm like, I'm, I don't think there's any poker games I play that I'm worse at. I don't think there's any casino games that I'm worse at. I am terrible when it comes to horse betting. And seemingly, I'm only getting worse. I felt like I used to win money some of the time. Now I pretty much never win money. Very few occasions. Still, uh, it's an absolute blast. And it's, that's what it is, Ralph. Just getting to hang out with friends and everybody can kind of just for for that weekend, it's nice to be a Kentuckian. People aren't arguing, yelling at each other. You're just kind of celebrating where you're from and the culture of horse racing, which is drinking and betting and gambling, which uh, is interesting, but fun when done responsibly. I will, uh, we'll teaser later on this week. I'm going to spill the beans and share my one, my one handicapping secret. It's not, uh, and not to say I'm a good better, but if you want to just, Oh, here's a good way. That's pretty consistent. Um, I, I, I'll share my secrets with you later on this week when we're at Churchill Downs. I can't wait. What a tease. Bum, 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 bum. The multiple day tease there. Man. Also, by yeah. the way, little way, or Oscar said, thanks for the words of encouragement, not the advice. I just wanted to get that right regarding, uh, that our, co our conversation on Oscar Sheeway and little Wayne and that whole little bit we did here, I think an hour or two. TJ, you got to stop saying little. Lil Wayne. Lil. There you go. Lil. If you, if you say little, it just makes you sound old. Well, I got some bad news about my age. <laughs> Not sure you can find a more worthless forward than Sabonis in a playoffs, a player that doesn't even look to score while letting Looney get 100 rebounds. I mean, the fact that, like, Kevon Looney was the difference in that series. Dude, just put a body on him. That, that was embarrassing. He had, like, 20 boards a game. Yeah, I still the Kings. They probably need another piece, certainly inside, but I, I still think the their future very bright. As long as you got the Aaron Fox, 
Roush, how's your vocal cords holding up after screaming Bloody Mary into the microphone during the draft? No kidding. I would love a Bloody Mary right now. Thank you. Is that your morning drink of choice? Um, Probably. Just one. I, I'm also a big... Uh, I'll do uh, coffee and bourbon cream or coffee with a little bit of milk and bourbon. That's like yeah. a... That's a smaller drink. A mimosa yeah, can't be stuff. topped. Mimosa is just too much acid. Like, I can do one of those, but, like, when people go to bottomless mimosas, I'm like, you're just, it's just, uh, the, I, the I can funny feel Mimosa's not even the best morning alcohol drink with orange juice. So, that's embarrassing, Scoots. Oh, what you yeah, got? Screwdriver, much better. Screwdriver is much better. Really? You'd rather drink a screw? I'm, I don't want vodka in the morning is my thing. I'd rather have like a tequila sunrise than a screwdriver. It's just a little splash. Hmm. I went to a brunch one time and they had $1 mimosas. And I don't, I, I'll drink a mimosa, but I don't, I don't love them. And I was just like, can I just get an orange juice for a dollar? And they were like, no. Sorry. What? <laughs> the, the orange juice was five dollars for a glass of orange juice. Oh, and Lord. they they their orange the the real. The, I was like, that's ridiculous. I was just I didn't say it, but it, she was like, the reasoning is our orange juice is real orange juice. Our one dollar mimosas are like pre-made stuff or something like that. I was like, well, really great sales job on the pre-made gross nasty mimosa. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'll just take a mimosa then. So they got me. They got it, and it was not good. It was not good. John here. Good morning to all. Curly was unbelievable yesterday. The playoffs keep delivering. I do believe the Kings, Fox and Monk, will be just fine. The writing is on the wall. The younger guys at the NBA will get it done maybe as soon as next year. Who do you have now in the matchup between the Lakers and the Warriors? I will take the Warriors. Also, Rash, is Kings barn a horse that you will have in the winning mix betting in the Derby? Is this a horse that can win the Derby? Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Nope. Kings barn. It's a bum. Absolute bum. Throw him out of here. Throw him out. I lean to the Warriors winning that series. They're not going to be able to push around the Lakers inside all that much, but I still don't think they're going to be at a disadvantage necessarily. And I, I don't know how they're going to be able to guard Curry. I mean, nobody can guard Curry, I guess. for uh, There's your answer. Nobody can guard Curry. So, I lean Warriors, but I not not with a great deal of confidence at all. But go Anthony Davis and Jared Vanderbilt. I will say to John, Kingsborn, uh, undefeated in three starts, lightly raced, um, has really good pedigree for Todd Pletcher, but uh, winning at uh, in the Louisiana Derby wasn't a great prep race, and uh, also the pace was a just not, not a lot of very good competition there, but you know, I for you'll, you'll probably get a great price out of John, so I wouldn't blame you for throwing that horse in the mix. Uh, Another texter says the month of May is a, a pretty elite month. I oh, like I, would the, agree. I yeah. like the month of May, but it's the best month until September. So we got we got uh, not the great months coming up, well, unfortunately. Because because like you get the. Uh, you know, you, you get not only Derby, but you also get PGA. Uh, we have, you know, the playoffs happening. There's usually like a good fight oh, yeah. or something um, happening. So, like, there's, there's usually quite a bit going on in the sports calendar. And it's kind of spring's final hurrah before it gets miserable. And maybe you get one weekend of summer where it's like, okay, this could be fun. And then, like, it, it's just 
then June rolls around and it's miserable every day of the week. And you're like, why did I ever think that this was a good thing? You just got to get through it, though, to get to football. So we, we will truck along. But May's great. We'll enjoy it. I've really been happy with the weather for the most part as of late. What do we got next on the Thornton's text line? Uh, Texter says, uh, I've been saying this for years. Churchill Downs doesn't want us there. We are no longer their clientele. Um, man, seeing old pictures of Secretariat's Derby in the infield, and you're like, oh, back when they wanted as many people just to show up and not like as many rich people to show up. Uh, another texture well, says, actually. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it as the week goes on, I'm sure. Yeah, like there's ways to go without it, but it is. They're, they're, they're definitely trying to. Uh, it's experience based now. They want the nice experiences for people, yeah. not just. The horse racing. That's true. Dollar uh, five each for sixteen ounce aluminum. That's Kurt Churchill's cost. I know that that, that that could be accurate. Would not be surprised. I know uh, the number I had was from like six seven years ago when my brother worked for Budweiser. So uh, even still, wild. I mean, just the price margins there. But that's that that'll happen. As a Titans fan, I wasn't huge on the pick, but I hope he proves me wrong. Also, the Titans didn't bring Josh Dobbs in to play over Willis. Willis got hurt. Okay, quote unquote hurt. He stunk at quarterback this year. Um, he was not good. But I, I do think there is a sentiment among many Titans fans. Like, second-round pick, quarterback, not as bad as first round. Uh, so. Texter, great weekend, boys. Levis gets drafted by my Titans. Valentine to the Packers for TJ. Roush does his favorite thing and identifies as a mom on a Zoom meeting. I don't know what that means. And I'm sure Scoot shot five under somewhere because he's just that good at golf. Scoot's crushed his wedding ceremony. That's what happened with Scoot. I don't get the Zoom meeting bit, but we can just move past it. Oh, because I had uh, my baby um, with me while we were Zooming with Chris Rodriguez. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Frank was there. Your baby got to meet Chris Rodriguez, NFL player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good morning, General. I was curious on y'all's take on Vrabel's conversation with Will. A couple of other shows didn't like the tone. I thought it was definitely weird, but hey, that's just me. Have a blessed day. That's just Vrabel. Like, I I mean, he's he's, no nonsense. He's setting the tone. And, uh, Ready to watch Levis when he wants to see him earn it. Probably thinks he's some uh, rich, pretty boy from New England. Hasn't had any difficult thing in his life. But, no, he has. He's overcome some adversity. Uh, Willing to see. Excited to see how he responds to this latest set of adversity. I didn't have any issue with it. That's just kind of the way he coaches, the way he – not that I have this great idea of the way he coaches and the way he acts, but the clips I've seen, that just kind of seems like his M.O. as a football guy. Just – Come in, work hard. Remember this. Everything happens for a reason. I didn't have any issues with it. All right, that is our show. We will definitively, whether the technology works or doesn't work, be on the backside, rain or shine or wind advisories. Uh, Gust 40 Wednesday. Be careful out there. But we'll be there tomorrow. So if you're out there, come say hello. If you're not out there, be sure you're listening. And then please be patient. If we've got any technical difficulties, make sure you're checking out our Twitter. I'll be sure to post to the Facebook page as well. We may end up having to do some Twitter lives potentially, but we'll figure it all out. Got the best and brightest working on it, Scoots and Trevor Kelsey. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Axe Sports Radio. We'll be back Tuesday at 7 a.m. It's Derby Week, baby. I've been through the desert on a horse with